The Money Show. Small business. With Pablo Fatidis. Well, that was a bit breathy. Pavlo Fatidis. This small business feature brought to you by Old Mutual. Visit oldmutual.co.za. Old Mutual, do great things every day. That's what Pavlo likes to do, great things every day. Um, and, uh, Pablo, tonight uh, we are looking at KZN business owners. You've been meeting them. They, do they wear suits of armor? Do they wear, you know, Kevlar vests underneath their underpants? I don't know. Are they, how are they doing? Bruce said it was the most, it was the most incredible and prophetic emotion that I have experienced this year so far. There were 68 business owners in a room. Uh, average age must have been, I'm guessing, in and around 50. So well established, uh, have been around the block a couple of times, you know, good businesses, solid businesses. And when I stepped in there, I thought, oh, well, you know, how do I acknowledge the terrible trauma that that province in particular has faced. So despite everything else that we all experience, as we all know, they had the rights, they've had floods, they've had all sorts of other issues. And when I started, I turned around and said, right, there's 68 of you in the room. Who here, please hands up, is interested in an approach to scale your business, grow it and dominate certain segments in the industry that you're operating in and of the 68 people three hands three hands <laughs> were raised for the second option and that is we want to grow deepen our profit and sell we are out of the game the remainder 65 hands Bruce, 65 businesses turn on and said hell yeah we are going to invest. We are here in order to scale up and grow because we are going to dominate our industries for the mere fact that firstly, KZN is the biggest province in terms of population. It has the most critical infrastructure in relation to ports feeding into India and Southeast Asia. We have massive consumer demand. We have big infrastructure developments that are required. We have a completely failed state in terms of the province and the municipalities. And we have half our competitors that we had five years ago. Our services are going to be needed. We're going to own the business to deliver those services. And yes, we're interested in selling out seven to 10 years from now. And Bruce, those 65 individuals are future multimillionaires that I was looking at. It was, it was an incredible, incredibly powerful event to see after what people have been through there, that sense of fortitude and understanding around where opportunity lies in troubled times. I, I've, I've, the, the thing that strikes me most is the fact that they are cognizant of the fact that they have half the competitors they had five years ago. That's because other people have given up. And the thing is, if you are the last person standing, um, you have a far greater chance at success, I suppose. And, you know, when competition disappears as a result of all of the trials and tribulations that KZN has been through, it makes sense that you get a want to be in that market. So that's really cool. Let's move on to a, a broader topic. I'm delighted, Pablo, that you are bringing that insight to us because it's a, I think it's an important one. It's very easy to think that everyone's sitting and crying into their, uh, into their lunch boxes, and uh, they're not, which is good. They're not. 
so so often your business can be brilliant you can have a brilliant product and you can know that it's brilliant and you can be brilliant and everything around you is brilliant yet it's just not growing in the way that you believe it should something is yeah. amiss and a, that's quite a hard mm -hmm. thing to pinpoint how do you pinpoint it yeah it's really hard because you know if, i mean most people who have been in business for a while would not be in business if they didn't have a good product or if they didn't have a good service with the right features and the right price, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Bruce, it's, it's fascinating meeting with individuals who think deeply around their product and think deeply around their service, who have great care for their product, for their service, have pride, are concerned about reputation, are concerned about giving value to customers and clients, but genuinely so. And yet are completely perplexed as to why they are not leading the pack or why 10, 15, 20 years in, they might be doing 20, 30 million rand a year of revenue when the market or the industry they're in is worth 600 million, a billion, 2 billion in annual revenue. It's very, it's very perplexing for someone who who finds themselves in that situation. And I recently met someone like that. Well, I meet people like that often. Really brilliant engineers who create brilliant products or design fantastic services. And in order to try and get a point across, I recently watched uh, my favorite F1 racer win the world championship again in my favorite F1 car, the Red Bull racing stable. And I was saying to this particular engineer, I said, you know, there are three things that are needed to win the F1 championship. The first thing is you need to have a growth mindset or a winning mindset. So if you look at Max Verstappen, he is so focused on winning. He is so focused on competing. And whilst all of those drivers who play on that circuit or compete on that circuit claim to be focused and desirous of winning, there is something about him that comes through in the way that he answers questions in the way that he prepares for a race, in the way that he positions himself in the car, in the way that he communicates with his team, that says he is deeply, deeply vested in winning. From a business owner point of view, it talks to a winning mindset. And a winning mindset is not only a growth mindset, because a growth mindset might say, you know what, Bruce, we're doing 30 million this year, we want to do 40 million next year, or in two years time. A winning mindset ensconced in a growth mindset says, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete because to get my growth, I have to compete. And on the basis that I have to compete, it means I need to fight for that additional market share to grow my company. And on the basis that I'm fighting, I'm going to be alive to what's needed in order to get me to perform at an optimum level. Mm. I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to become smarter at what I do. I'm going to gain further insight. I'm going to leverage everything and anything within my domain that I can leverage in order to understand what the next step, the next act of leading growth would be in my business, as opposed to simply assuming, which many, many business owners do respectfully, Bruce, hey, I'm doing okay. Okay is fine. Yeah, but, but, it, it, on. but isn't okay the first step towards oblivion? Um, because okay becomes a... a 
it, it spreads through an organization like a virus, doesn't it? We're doing fine. No, no, it's, okay. all, it's all good. It's all good. We're absolutely. You stop pushing. And once you stop pushing, the risk of receding or regressing rises considerably. Absolutely. You know, in, in, in another life, when I was very involved in acquiring businesses on behalf of companies, I used to specifically look for people who felt okay. Because you just knew that if you dug a bit deeper, you would see that they have been riding, let's call it, a number of years of legacy and success. And if you remain in a status quo mindset, you're going to find that slowly the edge that gave you the edge starts to soften and round out. It starts to slow things down. You see the first cracks of a depreciating asset. And it's a great time to be able to buy a company like that. It stems deeply and front and, and foremost in the mindset of that individual. You can't go into the F1 championship where there are only 20 drivers and say, you know, I'm not a bad driver. I'm going to give it a good go. And let's see where I land up. I love you fifth. Go, I like to come fifth. Fifth is, fifth is a good place to be. It's, you're not losing and you're in the top quarter. That's a good result. Um, no, you, I mean, nobody's going to hire a driver like that. Absolutely not. So we're sticking with the, the theme of driving, all right? So you've got, the, you've got Max Verstappen. You like Max. That's great. Um, and we all see the body and the car and the design and the foils and you know, the logos. And that's all well and good. And let's say that that represents the product or the service. But in the background, there are a hundred more people sitting in the pits, sitting in design labs, sitting in engineering labs, creating the tweaks and everything else that needs to get Max not only driving at his very best, but the performance of the product, the vehicle, doing everything it can to support Max in his goal of winning. Um, and in the, the, the business context, of course, all of this stuff matters too, because it's not just Max. It's not just you as the owner and the originator of this business. Everything has to be working in absolute synchronicity and harmony for this growth dream to become a reality. Completely. And all of it centers around the communication and insights Max shares as he drives that car around the track. So the body of the car, the beautiful colors, the shapes are all designed to optimize the performance of the car. You are pushing into wind. And if you use the wind effectively through the shape and the design of the body, it can make the car stick in order to let you turn faster. And if you can remove drag where you don't need it, it can improve your performance by a hundredth of a second. And that's what makes you win or lose. It's no different to when you've got a beautifully designed product. This particular engineer that I met has designed an incredible platform for food ordering and delivery and data aggregation, all sorts of fancy things. And I said to him, how things gone over the last year? He said, no, look, we haven't acquired any new clients. I said, what did you do? He said, we added another feature to the platform. And it's a feature that is remarkable, Bruce. It looks beautiful, exactly like the body of the car. But he missed out the second piece that you just mentioned. Because under the hood, you've got the gears, you've got the chassis, you've got the pistons, the engine. In the business context, you've got the commercial functions that need to be optimized and integrated to work as one so that you can accelerate that beautiful body of that car into the front of the road, into the winning position of the race. If he had built a commercial system as beautifully as he had built his product, he would not be sitting in a situation 
where he might be number seven or eight in the industry, he would be well ahead of the rest by now. Pavlo Fetidis, he is at Auric Business Accelerator. Thank you very much, Pavlo. Our small business focus on a Thursday night. What's missing? If you have a brilliant product, but it's not showing up in your growth numbers, a whole bunch of stuff, as it turns out. Thank you, Pavlo. In a moment, Warren Ingram, personal finance, protecting yourself financially from all of the woe and troubles around us.